Welcome to the Kingsway Christian Fellowship. We hope that you'll be blessed as you listen to this audio sermon streamed live from Melbourne, Australia. Kingsway Christian Fellowship is a family Bible-based non-denominational church preaching Jesus Christ, based in Wonturner. Visit www.kingswaychristianfellowship.com. Now here is Pastor Werner Schultz. It's easy to preach on Christmas Day or so, or on a resurrection day. Then we have a very simple and clear outline from the Lord. But today is a very special day, and it's not a biblical celebration day. Did you know that? I'm sorry, all your mothers. I'm really sorry. But anyway, the word of God is there for every day. And so I want to bless the Lord. And this morning, I want to read a rather short text from Luke chapter 11, the verses 27 to 28. While Jesus was saying these things, one of the women in the crowd raised her voice and said to him, Blessed is the womb that bore you and the breast at which you nursed. But he said, on the contrary, that's what Jesus said. That is his answer. On the contrary. And he points out and said, blessed are those who hear the word of God and observe it. That's so important. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this morning. Lord, I thank you for your word and the words you said. Although there were just a few words, but they are so powerful. And I thank you, Lord Jesus, this morning I ask, Lord, that you would give me your word. Lord, that I can preach your word. Lord, I thank you for your word that is so wonderful and so precious to us. And I pray, give grace to speak your word. Give grace to receive your word. And also I pray, give grace to act upon your wonderful, glorious word. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Now, as I said, this is not a biblical celebration. And very interesting, Mother's Day is celebrated by many, many people. And of course, everybody could celebrate it. We all had a mother. Otherwise, you wouldn't be here this morning. And if I remember at my mother, she was, to me, a wonderful example of a life for Jesus. And so she gave everything she could in order that we children could be able to listen to the word and be engaged in the work of God. And I gave my life to the Lord when I was 13 years old. I got baptized when I was 14, and I never, ever regretted it. Jesus came into my life. And that's what I want to speak about this morning. 
about Jesus. I'm sorry, uh, mothers, I don't have to say very much about you. But I detected something here in the scripture. Did you see something? There was one, one woman, and she was so excited, excited about the thing Jesus was preaching. And said, blessed, blessed is that woman that bore you and the breast at which you nursed. But Jesus knew exactly what to say. What did he say? On the contrary. On the contrary. Didn't Jesus appreciate his mother Mary? Of course. Even in his last hours, he looked down the cross, saw his mother and John, and he brought them somehow together that she would have somebody who could care for her. Jesus, he died on the cross. And we know all these sayings from the cross. Pastor Gary preached once about, did you touch on that as well, Pastor Gary? Yes, I listened to your sermons. I did. And that's so important. Jesus cared for his mother. But he says here in this case, on the contrary. In other words, Jesus didn't uh, share the thoughts she had. But he said, on the contrary, blessed are those who hear the word of God and what? And observe it. And that's what I want to speak on this morning. And it's very important that we understand. Now, what was Jesus talking about? Jesus was talking about the situation. A demon was being cast out. And he said, when a demon is being cast out, in the verses before, you can read it at home. And then he said, well, this demon goes into waterless places, into the wilderness, and then he is there, and then he looks around, around to find a place of rest. But then he says to himself, I will go back to my house where I was before. And he brings seven more evil demons along with him. And then they move in to that house. And Jesus says, with this person, it gets seven times worse. Seven times worse. If you want to know what demon possession is, you should go into ministry and deal with these things. I have dealt with these things. I know what it could be. I know what it could be. But also I must say, there's a name of Jesus. He is above all other names. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to get you a real excited about the name of Jesus. Anybody excited about the name of Jesus? Hand up. I thought I would see every hand. A young man lifted up two hands. That means twice as much he loves the Lord. Good on you. God bless you, Joshua. Good on you. Now Jesus is the one who is the stronger one. And when Jesus comes along, there is a total victory. Amen. Hallelujah. I remember a young man, he came into our 
so-called coffee bar we had then. Then there was a typical things everywhere in the churches. I think it was in the 70s, the times of the Jesus people. Perhaps some people might remember that. And so there was a young man. He was into all kinds of drugs. And he wanted to follow Jesus. And I prayed with him. And somehow he had LSD. He took LSD and all this stuff. You, you know what LSD stands for, yes? LSD, Lucifer's Satanic Delirium. And I took him home and I prayed with him. And you should have seen what it is if a demon doesn't want to come out. And he ripped him. He was crying. And his whole face was horribly distorted. And he showed me some pictures. And he drew pictures then in his state when he was under drugs. Horrible, satanic pictures and things like that. I take, give me, said, give me these. And I ripped them up and put them in the heating. And so there was good. This young man, there where I saw what it means if somebody is demon processed. You can't set him free by some psychological things or so on. No, there has to be the power of the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Now this woman, she was excited about Jesus. And she thought the typical woman way. Oh, blessed is that womb. Blessed is that mother or this woman who carried you and who nursed you. Interesting, the Bible speaks very specifically, you know. And Jesus heard it and said, on the contrary, didn't he like the honor for his mother Mary? But I tell you what, Jesus is showing us here something stronger. He said, blessed is he, or blessed are those who hear the word of God and have it in their life. You see here, now we understand what was going on in the wilderness. The Bible speaks about in Leviticus chapter 16, verse 10. There was a so-called goat. And that goat was called what? Anybody knows the name of the goat? Scapegoat? Yes? But the real thing was Azazel. Azazel. And there was the goat. You know, they had two goats when they brought, and Israel brought all the sins before the Lord and the high priest. There was one lamb for the sacrificial offering. And then there was this scapegoat, Azazel. And this goat, 
it was by a lot being decided which it was and on which the lot fell to be the Azazel. So the priest then put his hand on it. We'll read it in Leviticus chapter 16, verse 10. But the goat on which the lot for the scapegoat fell shall be present alive or presented alive before the Lord to make atonement upon it, to send it into the wilderness as a scapegoat. In the wilderness, now this scapegoat was sent out. All the sins have been laid upon it. And there in the wilderness, there was the place where also demons were. Demons were there and they were looking for rest and they didn't find any rest. And then finally they said, we are going back. Took seven others with him. And this person got seven times more demon possessed and even worse. Jesus, Jesus was explaining the whole thing, what happened with the scapegoat. What happened with the demons. And Jesus, he explained all these things. And then this woman listened to it. And somehow she was so excited about what Jesus preached. I don't know whether she would have been before Demon possessed, I don't know. But anyway, what Jesus said that was so wonderful to her. And she got excited. And that was typically my, my dear brother James, a heckler. How do you call the ones when you preach and they speak out? Hecklers, yeah? Jesus had a heckler woman here as well. And she said something. Oh, blessed is that woman that bore you and at whose breast you were nursed. And Jesus said, on the contrary. And it's interesting. Now, here was a little bit a kind of a uh, Mary cult coming up. It's very interesting. Jesus' birth is always referred to the father and once to the mother. And we read it where? In Galatians 4, 4. Galatians 4, 4 and 5. And we read there. But when the fullness of time came, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, so that he might redeem those under the Lord, that we might receive the adoption as what? As son. And Jesus always referred, when he was speaking about where he came from, he didn't refer to his mother Mary. There is in the Bible no so-called Mary cult. Do you understand it? I don't know if you were formerly a Catholic. You know, you know what, what I mean. And Jesus said, no, on the contrary, there's something more important. And it's blessed are those 
who hear my word and what? And observe it. The word of God is more powerful than anything else. Satan wants to divert the term son of God. Now, as I said before, I was last Sunday in a little up, uh, Afghanistan. <laughs> That's what they call it there. I was there. And I spoke to two guys. Typically, they were Muslims. But I tell you what, Muslims need Jesus too. Amen? Muslims need Jesus too. And they have a different term. Although they say Jesus is the beloved prophet of the Quran. Don't believe it. That's a trick of Satan now. In order to lure Christians into, Muslim, into Islam. And he said, oh, well, if Jesus is a prophet of the Quran, so there must be nothing wrong. It's everything wrong. It's everything wrong. It's interesting. The Muslims call Jesus, Isa, the son of Miriam. They don't say Isa, the son of Allah or son of God. Allah doesn't exist anyway. But the Bible speaks here very clearly. Jesus is the Son of God. And even the Catholics have a different term. They call Mary the mother of God. Is it right? Ex-Catholics. Am I wrong or right? Right. Mother Mary is the mother of the Son of God. Or she is the mother of God at all. And we show here something. Now, one thing was important to the Apostle Paul. Wherever he went in the whole book of Acts, wherever he went, the first things he went into the synagogue, what did he preach there? He was in his heart, so um, driven by the Spirit to explain the Jews that Jesus is who? A Messiah? No. That Jesus is who? The Son of God. It was so important in his heart to preach to the Jews wherever he went first, in whatever place, in all of um, the book of Acts, that the Jews should understand Jesus is the Son of God. And so important. Jesus was fully man and fully God. Amen? Hallelujah. And he taught it to the Greeks in uh, Athens. As we read there, Paul brought the proof that Jesus Christ is man and that he is God. So important. We read in Acts chapter 17, the verse 31. Because he has fixed a day. You remember the conversation he had with the philosophers in Athens there on the March Hill? And he spoke about the God 
they worship uh, unknowingly and said, because he has fixed a day in which he will judge the world in righteousness through a, through a man, the Bible says. Paul said there very clearly. Whom he has approved, having furnished proof to all men by raising him from the dead. And that was the point. When these Greeks heard about the death, and they were actually a little bit mocking, you know, and some wanted to know about more of that. And I must say, you, it's important. Jesus has proved that he is the Son of God, was not only that he was able to die, but also that he rose again. Amen. Hallelujah. Jesus rose. And that's so important. His resurrection proved that he is God. Hallelujah. He is God. Now Jesus said here, on the contrary, there's something more important that should give us happiness more than this woman spoke about Jesus. And it's this. There are two things Jesus mentions. Blessed are those who hear the word of God. First, we have to hear the word of God. And when I touch something here, the book of Revelation, there's one sentence always, always repeating. He who has an, an ear, let him hear. Let him hear what the Spirit is saying. And over and over again, have you got an ear this morning? Hear the word of God. Revelation chapter 2, 7. And we could have more and more scriptures where Jesus, the ascended Jesus Christ, who rose again and was there, and he spoke to the different churches. In Revelation 2, 7, he says, He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To whom who overcomes, I will grant to eat him, grant him to eat from the tree of life, which is in the paradise of God. So one thing, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying. Now everything, and I refer to these things with the deep, deep, let me say, fear of God. These are words from the mouth of Jesus. Not anybody jotted these words down and made it to sound as if it were from God. These are the words of Jesus. Hearing the word of God is like eating the word of God. Observing it is like digesting. So we do it and put it into practice. And Jesus says in John chapter 6, 63, 
It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I have spoken to you are what? Spirit and life. The word of God, the word Jesus spoke, they are spirit and life. Hallelujah. And that's important. We see here, that's what Jesus wanted, that all his listeners should understand the word and observe it in their heart and keep it in their heart. I remember a situation. We had a lady in the church and she all of a sudden fell ill. She was a lady and she had to go to hospital. Everything was checked up, all her organs. You know, when you get in hospital, I can guarantee. If you want to lose weight, go to hospital. I lost weight when I was there. So, and she lost a lot of weight. And I, Ellen and I, we were there. I read her the scripture from Psalm 73. A wonderful, wonderful scripture. And I think it was verse 25 who went into her heart. Whom have I in heaven but you? And beside you, I desire nothing on earth. Can you understand how this prophet or this psalmist thought, whom do I have in heaven beside you? None. He wants the, the psalmist, he wanted to have Jesus close to her. We prayed with this lady and then we went home. A few, two weeks or so, we went again. And so then we sat at her bed and we're talking and um, praying with her. And then she said, Brother Schulz, that's the way they called me in Germany, Bruder Schulz. Not this fancy thing, Pastor Werner, but just Bruder Schulz. I'm starving and I don't get any food. She has lost a lot of weight. As I said, if you want to lose weight, go to a hospital. That's the place. She lost a lot of weight. She was so weak. And we prayed for her again. And then she told us, if I don't go out of the hospital, if I die, I die not on any illness, I will die on starvation. There would be something, news for the newspaper. Yeah? Somebody died because of starvation in hospital. Then she rang her son and said, he should come pick her up and take her home without any permission from the hospital. You have to have always a little bit of piece of, of paper and they scribble something on 
That means that you could go home now. But she went without. We visited her at home. She was still a little bit weak. And she wasn't able to lift her leg onto a stool, you know. Elderly ladies have sometimes a little stool under their foot and then sit there. And she said, when I was in the hospital, the Lord put something in my heart. You will live and not die. That was the word of God. And she lived according to this um, word of God. And then, of course, for a real Austrian woman, she needed decent food. And you know what it was? B and B. You know what it, what it is? That's real health food. Beans and bacon. Beans and bacon, bone and speck. That's what they need. And she started to eat. She took on weight again. And one Sunday morning, I came to the church and I wanted to open up the meeting. There I saw this sister in full size as she, as she was before. And she was praising the Lord. Jesus said here, blessed are those who hear my word and observe it. Or do it. Now she had from the Lord this word, you will not die. And she didn't die then. She died, of course, later on in the course of the Lord's time. Everybody will die one day. And our dear brother James has a wonderful saying. Ten out of ten will die. Is it true, brother James? Pardon? Yes, yeah. 10 out of 10. And he is always right. He is always right. Now we see here, and all your mothers, I didn't preach very much about you, raising kids, you know, stroking the kids over the hair, and so on, and so on. He did it now. That's good. Now I didn't preach about, but Jesus puts this blessedness of this woman who thought that's the greatest blessedness, the mother of Jesus, who brought up Jesus, nursed him. No, Jesus, on the contrary, he said, on the contrary, those who hear my word and observe it, that's important. And the word of God is the highest highest regard we should have. God has given us his wonderful word. And the Lord is so good to us. Now I don't want to drag it out any longer, but I think my dear wife, she has got something there. But I have to tell you something. James, I don't have to go to the gym 
I've got my gym with my wife together in the garden. And I help her. That is my gym. <laughs> That's why I haven't got this packets of muscles. But it keeps me slim. Yes. My wife, Ella, would you come, please? Yes, there's not much. Is that on? Am I on? Yeah. It's not much I, I have to say. It's just yesterday we were together as ladies, and some ladies were missing or mothers were missing. We had a great time, and um, it was really beautiful to be together. So we, we um, shared a few gifts um, with each other. And um, I have a few here for those who haven't been there. And um, we want to pass this on. Also, we, had, um, um, we, had, we have a lady in the church who is very gifted in handcrafting and, and doing some handcraft. And she distributed um, a parcel here to give to somebody. And um, um, the young generation probably doesn't le learn this anymore, to knit and to crochet. And, but whom do we give this? So. Um, um, it should be given to somebody who is elderly. <laughs> it's not me. <laughs> so, but we have a few here. And I spoke to, to uh, Rona. And um, um, so, but we have two ladies here. And Rona said she has got some blankies. And, but there is somebody next to Rona. And um, uh, we give it to her. Our dear sister Mary, she is very gifted. So... Who can help me to bring this over there? Barbara, come on. This is for you from Sister Mary. And um, a few little things I give to those ladies who haven't been there yesterday. It's just interesting when you think about motherhood and being a mother. I'm so glad the Lord gave me children. But I must say, really, when you think about we we say, oh, as we sang, can a mother forget her baby or a mother, the baby in her womb? We have not in the church, yes, but not all mothers are good mothers in this world. And that is really, really sad. But we want to do the best, even though I must say I look back and think, oh, I would have done this today different, totally different. So we all make our mistakes by learning uh, being a mother, but the love the Lord has put in our heart for our children is just amazing. This is a gift from God. Only God can give this. And so we are thankful to be mothers, have children, and I bless you all in the name of Jesus. And I ask all the ladies to come to the front, all the mothers, and I ask the brethren to pray with us and um, bless us to fulfill a few more years as mother. Okay, you know, I read a, a little statement yesterday about mothers, as mothers come, and um, it says um, a mother holds her child's hand for a, short, for a short time, but holds their hearts for life. And I thought, oh, isn't that sweet? Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, it's true, sometimes I look 
at uh, mothers and they've got their, you know, their, their adult children as such, but uh, in their eyes, they're still their, their children and um, they're still their babies. doesn't matter how old they are, I guess. So it's a special thing that God has ordained, no doubt. But let's pray. Stand and together we'll pray. Ladies, come here. Hallelujah. Father, we do come before you, Lord, just to bless your name, Lord, and just an understanding, God, the blessing that you have put upon motherhood. Lord, you have ordained this, my God, from the beginning of time. Lord God, in naming Eve, Lord God, and the, and the manner in which you ordained, Lord, for motherhood, we understand through the word of God the blessings that are associated with such. And Lord, you, give, you have given that gift, Lord, to these that have come forward. Lord God, and you have blessed them in abundance. And God, we pray for them. Lord, even so, they may have children that are adults. But Lord, a mother's heart is a mother's heart. God, as you have ordained it. And so, Lord, we understand that a mother loves as the God as you love. In an unconditional manner, God. And I just pray, Lord, that your blessing would be upon mothers this morning. In light of these things, for we understand that associated with that, God, many times, Lord, is grief and pain. But, Lord God, I pray the grace of God, Lord, would be upon each and all, Lord God, in this day. As you would, Lord, comfort, as you would strengthen. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Yes, Heavenly Father, I thank you.